Welcome to Lyme Time. I'm Allie from the Tick Chicks. We are all more than Lyme disease and chronic illness, and together we stand with you to overcome and rise. I'll bring you closer to the experts in cutting edge treatments and even a few unexpected ways of healing. I'll ask the questions you want answers to regarding Lyme disease and successful ways of getting you closer to 100%. We are in this together and will not be defined by Lyme. Katie Beecher is a medical and emotional intuitive and licensed professional counselor featured by numerous media outlets, including Poosh, Miranda Kerr's Cora Organics, and Goop, who called her eerily accurate, which I love that. As part of her acclaimed readings, she creates a detailed multi-page report and intuitive soul painting knowing only a person's name and age. She has over 30 years of experience helping people all over the world transform their lives and their health. In 1983, Katie was a severely depressed 16-year-old, riddled with anxiety and suicidal. After four years of trying to fight her eating disorder, she had decided that she couldn't go on. Binging and purging three times a day, abusing laxatives and diuretics, and living in a dysfunctional family had taken its toll. Rather than taking her life in the spring of that year, what Katie describes as divine intervention occurred. She came home from school one day and without telling anyone, called her family pediatrician and asked her for the name of a therapist. He referred her to Jean Sutherland, a Jungian psychologist who helped her save her life. She learned how to connect with her intuition, find self-love and embrace her psychic and medium abilities, which she had avoided and feared. And Katie has been recovered for over 30 years and considers the eating disorder to be one of her greatest gifts. It taught her that with the intuition, self-love, and self-acceptance, we can heal from anything. During her recovery, Katie's spiritual guides told her that she would go on to help others and to write books, the first of which is called Heal From Within, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. Heal From Within is a complete guide to healing, mind, body, and spirit. Using the same exclusive techniques Katie uses during her individual readings, Practical Jungian psychology and inspirational client and personal stories, she shows people how to discover their strengths and pinpoint the physical, emotional, and spiritual root causes for their issues while creating a lifelong step-by-step plan to address these challenges. Valuable for clinical professionals, intuitive practitioners, as well as people wanting to improve their personal quality of life. Heal From Within helps people become their own medical and emotional intuitives, release the fear and false beliefs that are holding them back, and become their most authentic selves. Katie has a BS in biology and psychology, an MS in counseling and certification in special education, and she has been a professional watercolor artist. Katie, welcome. Thank you. That was very long. (laughs) It was very long, but I have to get it all in there because you have so many things to tell. And what I really didn't even begin to talk talk about was you are a Lyme survivor yourself. I sure am. So we want to get into that a little bit later, but first of all, let's kind of start from the beginning. At what point did you realize you had a special gift? Um, From as long as back as I can remember, you know, I remember being able to um, pick up on people's feelings and know things that I 
had no business knowing. And, you know, my family would be like, how do you know that about that person? And um, just sort of feeling out of body a lot and picking up on different, you know, sometimes negative energy, often negative energy, which wasn't very pleasant. Um, so I always knew there was something else there. I always sort of talked to this um, imaginary friend, um, I guess. And um, I didn't really know what to label it. I didn't know what to call it. For a while, it was scary. And I wanted nothing to do with anything like that. You know, when I realized I was, I was talking to like negative en entities and things. Um, but it wasn't until I started recovering from the eating disorder that I, you know, my therapist helped me realize what it was and that it was a lot of mediumship stuff and psychic abilities and, um, that it was all okay and actually pretty normal. That's incredible. So just from the very, your very first memories you had yeah. this ability, that is incredible. I, I, I have a confession. I'm a huge I'm I'm like low key obsessed, but I am a huge fan of Tyler Henry's. Right. And I just have, you know, I watched his whole series, and I think you have to watch the whole series to completely understand where I'm coming from. But I've I've recaptured the ability to tap into that. Yay! After I have completed that series, and I think I had forgotten about it. And I, or I've forgotten about the ability or not practiced it in a long time. Sure. And I was this, oh my gosh, everybody out there is going to freak out, but I was able to like connect with somebody from the other side very recently, like about a month ago. And it just brings tears to my eyes, but it's, it's <clears throat> obviously I'm not in any level close to you, but I do believe in it. I am a believer and um, I believe a lot of our techniques and philosophies are very much very similar, even though I don't go into that next level, but I believe that our approaches are very similar. So I'm excited to talk to you. Um, you don't have you to ever... qualify it. You don't I'm have sorry? to qualify. You don't have to qualify it and say, I'm not at the level you are, you know, or anything like that, because there's nothing special about me. I've just been doing it longer. Um, and we all have these abilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And I encourage anybody to really get the book and begin to tap into this and I'll, and we'll go into it and you'll understand a little bit more. It's, it's a very scary kind of concept, I think in the beginning for people, but it can be very, it, it just can be, be your freedom. And Absolutely. It's, it is very beautiful when it unfolds. So have you ever asked yourself why you um, yeah, I, when I was, again, when going through my, my recovery stuff, um, I was told that this was all, you know, for a reason and that my, um, one of my roles in life, we have lots of them was to take this experience and help people realize that they can love themselves and they can accept themselves. And that by listening to intuition, they can figure out what they need and want to do in life. And so it was, you know, by me having this kind of um, what seemed like a really negative thing happened when I was really young, um, it was kind of um, dramatic enough. I had a pretty dramatic eating disorder, you know, it was dramatic enough that it kind of shocked me into realizing that I needed to make changes. And then um, my intuition just kept saying, you're supposed to do something with this. And 
and help people who feel like you do realize that they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very well said. I, I just think that a lot of pain is there for a reason. And if we can get through to the other side, it's important to sort of help people along the way. And I, I, I followed that same philosophy. So <clears throat> let's talk about guides first and foremost. This is so crazy. So I'm assuming I'm just going to approach it from a very, you know, sure. sort of kindergarten level questions. I'm assuming that my set of guides, my spiritual entities are different than yours. Am I correct? Or is it a universal sort of knowledge or intellect or what's, what's going on with our guides? How would you describe yeah. it? So what I discovered is one of the things that I was tapping into was this universal source of love and acceptance. So I think, you know, Carl Jung described intuition as God within, and it really is this loving energy that I think we can all, you know, universally tap into. And I think that we can all universally tap into each other's energy as well. And this, you know, goes back through time. When I do readings, there's no linear time. It's just everything at once about the person's life. Um, having said that, I also recognize that I have individual guides. Um, I don't know their names. I know that, you know, I know certain things about them. Um, and some are people who have been loved ones, you know, who, who have passed. Um, others are, are just kind of, um, you know, spirit guides in general who they may also help other people too. You know, I, I would not, that would not surprise me if they helped other people as well, but I feel like we all have our kind of individual team um, and there's some overlap, but, and it's not really, I don't find it that important that you know who they are or that you know their names or, you know, it's more that you listen and, and tap into that and figure out why they're there and what they want you to know. Okay. And I know that some, there are some guides, some um, spiritual gurus out there that believe in <clears throat> guides that are actual medical surgeons, if you will, spiritual yep. surgeons. And I don't know what to believe, you know, I don't sort of know what to make of that, but I do know that there are people, some people out there that have tapped into those types of guides and had what they call an, a spiritual surgery um, which is actually a, you know, and that, that they have been healed. I mean, there's been, there's been documented cases of that. What's your take on that? Well, um, number one, I'm glad you brought that up because again, I've had this experience. I think that anyone's energy that tap into, all we have to do is ask. Um, I'm a huge fan of Carl Jung. He, you know, his philosophy saved my life. And I do believe that he is one of my guides and, but all I have to do is tap into it. And I think that you could do the same. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, people who channel Mary Magdalene or whatever they want to do, that's totally cool, but you can do that too. So mm -hmm. I don't think that any of us is any more special than the other person. Um, I think when it comes to things like claiming to heal people, um, doing psychic surgeries, any of that kind of stuff, 
I think that gets into very delicate territory because there are people who do what I do and make diagnoses. Um, legally and ethically, I can't do that. And so I think it gets very dicey when people make those kinds of claims and there may be validity to them. That's fine. I just think it, it can get really hard and you get people's hopes up. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so, so my take on that is I don't make claims like that. My guides are incredibly accurate and, um, and I, you know, I hook people up with doctors and stuff like that to kind of verify the symptoms I'm getting, verify that that sounds like it could be this. Um, so, you know, in my clinical background certainly has helped with that, but um, I tend to take a very cautious approach when it comes to that, if that makes sense. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it's important that we state this disclaimer here that, you know, <clears throat> I'm trying to bring the experts to everyone, but they exactly. are obviously have to do their own own research and especially when it comes to spiritual guides and and uh, intuitive medical um, readings and things like that that we just take it uh, each <laughs> with a yeah. grain of salt and we go in with an open mind and who knows we might just tap into something really 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 valuable and that's why I do work with you know medical professionals I trust who can who can then verify like this is what I'm saying go to this person. And then I always want to hear what they have to say. And they always say, yeah, you know, you're, you're right. Or whatever you're we right. things or, you know, we can treat it, but, um, but yeah, I think it's important to work, you know, with a team. So when you're talking to some guides in your practice, do you think, do you think that there's any sense that we bring into our lives an illness for a reason. Um, I know we talked about, you know, going from pain to purpose, but is there any reason to believe that we bring this into our, our lifetime like this in an unconscious way? Or do you think that it's actually, you know, for the case, in the case of Lyme disease, that it's actually a case that we ran across a bad tick and, and now it's just about healing that. Um, yes. And yes. Um, so I would never um, tell someone that it was their fault that they got sick or that, you know, um, anything like that. What I have encountered and found in my own life is that we are all susceptible to all sorts of things. And it might be a car accident. It might be Lyme disease. It might be an eating disorder. It might be depression, whatever. Um, I feel that intuition is always present and that spirit is always directing us in very subtle ways about the things that we need to do to be authentic and to take care of ourselves and to take care of the, you know, the people around us and the earth around us and everything else. So I believe that we're presented with these, this information, these choices. And if we respond to them, then we can kind of do what we're here to do. Um, if we, so like, for example, if we get a cold, right. And we had been hearing, I need to slow down. I've been doing too much at work. I've been, you know, not standing up from it, whatever all the stuff is that we hear from our intuition all the time. If we push that down and ignore it, then 
I don't think that our bodies, spirit, whatever, really have a lot of choices other than to get our attention in other ways. So it, I think it starts from subtle things. You know, you get a cold. If you still do not respond to that and don't take care of yourself, um, then you get something more serious. And I call it the feather and the sledgehammer um, effect in that you can get brushed by a feather and listen and pay attention, or it may take a sledgehammer that we need to be hit over the head with to then get us to change our life or take care of ourselves or leave that nasty relationship or, um, you know, all number of things. And, um, and I think we, I certainly need a sledgehammer sometimes. I think we all do, you know? Um, so I think that our bodies and spirit use symptoms and events in our life to get our attention. And then we have to make changes. It's, it's always fascinating to me why certain people get certain things. Um, I know the work I do is a little weird, but in my case, a lot of the things that I have, I feel like a guinea pig because the more I learn about them, the more I'm able to help my clients with them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, maybe someone gets Lyme or something because they're going to heal, and then they know some other people around them that they can help them heal. I mean. There's so many possibilities, you know, um, and there's some things I'm like, why did that happen? I have no idea. It's really annoying, you know, um, but that's my take on it. If Yeah, you know. I think I think that's accurate. I think that a lot of times I talk to people with Lyme disease and other chronic illness, and it's really true. I mean, they are type A. They, they go, go, go. They've spent their whole lives doing this. They're athletes. They're high level high producing, you know, professionals, and they really just hit, they slam into a wall. Right. And, uh, and so this is all part of it. This is all part of the journey, but, but really it's almost impossible. I think it took me the better part of one year and actually two separate doctors telling me you have to stop. You, you just stop everything that you're doing you know, because I just couldn't accept it, couldn't kind of couldn't wrap my brain around it. So I think I think it's really important to, to know that, you know, that it is it is all for a purpose. And we do have to actually when we do stop, and we do have the peace and quiet to then go a step further and actually ask, not only, you know, okay, I'm going to stop and just be peaceful, but ask, what is, what really is my body trying to tell me? Exactly. Exactly. You where, know, where is it sti- sticking in my body? Where, what right. is that? Ex- yeah. You know, and even childhood illness, which is, which is absolutely horrible and no one, you know, no child does anything to get themselves sick or anything like that. Um, I've noticed, you know, in so many families that it really affects the whole family and maybe that illness, um, that child was here to help their parents go on and, and help lots of other people or write a book or start a foundation or, or you know what I mean? Like you, we really don't know all the time what it's about. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, connecting to your illness and intuition and stuff can help give you some of those answers. Yeah. And like everybody out there who's listening, we have a lot of time on our hands. So you might as well use it to explore all sorts of different ways to heal So let's talk a little bit about the dark days, because I know with Lyme disease and other tick-borne illness and chronic illness, you're in bed a lot. And sometimes you just don't have 
the wherewithal to think positively. What what would be your advice to us and what we should do when we can't really hear or tune into our guides? Um, my book gives some pretty specific examples of ways that I learned to talk to my intuition. And these things actually saved my life. Um, and I encourage people to not only talk to their intuition using these techniques, but to also have a dialogue with your body and with the illness. And I say the illness because when I found out that I had Lyme, I decided I wasn't going to use the word my attached to it. Um, I was trying going to try to avoid saying the word Lyme at all. If I could, um, I didn't want to be so taken over by fear that that became my whole identity. Um, I was a person who happened to have something, but that wasn't who I am, you know, who I was. And I think it's, I talked to the Lyme and basically was like, why are you here? What do you want me to know? You know, how do I, and I learned a whole mess of stuff, um, including having it help me heal and, and all. Um, but I think that it's, it's really important to know that you're a person separate from a diagnosis and to still do as much as you can to make yourself happy um, and try to engage in other activities and, um, you know, not let, it's very easy to let that stuff consume you, especially with social media, it's all over the place. And I just, I don't think that it's, particularly healing to just um, be absorbed in that fear all day and every day, Yeah, you know, um, it, can, it can really become so triggering you're in fight or flight for, you know, yeah. that's how you're living your life. If exactly. you're doing so exactly. I think it's, and it's really hard when you're just lying there in bed, you can't really physically move as well as you would like to. You Yes, of course, you're on your phone Googling every symptom that you might run across, especially if you're in the undiagnosed phase. Yes. So there, there's a lot of fear that can pulse through our veins. And I, and I want to reiterate that fact that we don't need to be run by fear. We all know that people have survived Lyme disease. We all know that people heal from it every day. We just need to hold that hope and that light very, very bright and not, I, I tell people a lot of times, you know, watch a funny movie, yeah. read a trashy novel, do whatever it takes to get your mind off of this thing that yeah. you're hyper-focused on and your body's demanding your attention, but you also have to take a lot of, you know, breaks. It's that, that in and of itself is, is such a big part of fatigue in general. It really is fatigue. Um, and even I think that self-care in every way is so important during this because I meet so many people who, whether it's Lyme or whatever, um, before they got sick, they didn't feel like they had the right to stand up for themselves or to say no or to ask for help or to, you know, let other people take care of their own messes or get into a better job or relationship, you know, whatever the thing is. And then when they got sick, they were like, oh, I have an excuse now. I can say no and say, I don't feel good. I don't want to go there. Or I can't do that because I don't feel good. 
And I always bring up the fact that you didn't need an excuse. You could have been saying no or yes or anything the entire time. You know, you didn't need having this illness to, um, you know, call attention to the fact that you needed something or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I could see how your, your, um, sessions would resonate with people on every level of healing. First and foremost, we talk about the fear factor and, and the beginning stages and the acute stages and what our body really trying to tune in and help our bodies. But then I believe as we go through our healing journey and we sort of are coming out of it and came out of it, it would be helpful to like reflect back and understand what it's all about. Definitely. And that, you know, during my sessions, we accomplish a lot and it really is a physical, emotional and spiritual um, time. And we talk about all kinds of root causes for problems and strengths. You know, how can you use all these things to be stronger and happier and healthier? And what are some concrete steps you can take? And there it's really, really comprehensive. Um, And I teach people how to connect intuition and you know, that's really important to me is to look at the whole person and come at people from where they're at, you know, what they need. So I understand your book is a roadmap and a guide map to healing intuitively, but what could people expect from a session with you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, I create the four page report and it's, it's um, divided into the chakras, which are energy centers. And it's basically like in this part of the body, we, t- you know, this is involved and you kind of go down the whole entire body. Um, and so I, I point out any kinds of symptoms that I'm picking up. Um, I point out any events in their life. So it could be trauma. It could be childhood experiences, um, relationships that they're in career. Um, so many, so many things, um, you know, anything that is impacting their life either for positively or negatively um, and how those things can be contributing to some of the struggles that they're having um, as well as things that they want to do in terms of moving forward and learning more about themselves and, um, you know, life purpose and things. Um, So we get very, very, very specific and personal. And we talk about concrete things people can do to heal and to move forward. Because it's really important to me that people come away with a plan and it's not gonna be like a complete cover every single thing. But, you know, if these are some things that you can do physically, these are some people that you can hook up with um, emotionally, what are some of your needs and goals and how can you start to take steps towards those things? Um, You know, how can you start listening to your intuition and have it help guide you. Um, so it's it's really um, very client centered. You know, it's all from my guides the entire time. So they get the information from the report, um, and then we talk for an hour. And then I also send the intuitive painting. And I love this part of of your yeah. session. Um, yeah. So tell us about that. So that's super fun. Um, I wanted something that could go even deeper than words and symbolism is really a universal language and you don't need um, to be able to communicate in words when you're symbols and the symbols are everywhere. They've been throughout history and art and religion and all kinds of things. 
So having my art background, I wanted to be able to get information from my guides that was kind of a very pure download and like words I can mess with. And I've learned just to let whatever comes through, you know, be there. Um, but words I can kind of mess with as a human and I try not to, but with the symbols and the colors and the, whether it's a, a person or an animal or plant or whatever, um, it's really just pure information. And I um, am able to interpret, you know, what my guides are trying to tell me for the person um, through those symbols. And sometimes it, um, supports what's in the report already. So sometimes it's, you know, a little bit of like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm right. Yay. Um, and other times it points things out that I didn't put in the report. Um, for example, I'm very careful about what I write because I want to be courteous of feelings and all that. So, um, if I pick up sexual abuse, for example, I will put something like trauma, you know, whatever, but it often shows up as, um, a red area in the pelvis or around the pelvis, or um, it'll come up with sort of like swirling energy in that area, or, you know, so it's, um, it can be a softer way of delivering information, mm -hmm. Well, um, and people really, really, really like them, you know, at first I was like, this looks like a fire <laughs> um, but people love them, and they're really, they're really fun. Yes, I've I've seen people say, "Oh, I'm going to frame this," and yes, it's yes. sort of a. It's all also probably a good reminder to have some like something like that up in your home or or some place where you could easily access it and just remind yourself where you're where you've been, where you're going, what to work on on a daily Definitely. basis. So a session with you is sort of like a psychic session mm -hmm. in that <clears throat> it's not like. I mean, or you tell me, are yeah, people no. most are they mostly finished after one session, or do they come back every so often? What's the typical? Patient? It really, it really depends. Sometimes, I mean, people said it's like a year of therapy in an hour, which is which is a huge compliment. Um, we can accomplish a lot in that session. So people usually, you know, start from there, um, mm -hmm. see how much we work on. It's it's a start, so they start working on things. Um, and then quite often they will make follow-up appointments with me to go deeper into some of the areas that they need to work on. Um, I really encourage them to use their intuition and to be strong and to, you know, I don't want people relying on me thinking that they, they can't do things without me. Like that's not healthy at all, you know? So I don't want that. Um, but I'm more than happy to be there to make more suggestions to see what my guides you know, have to say about the progress they've made so far and going deeper into things because a lot of people have a lot of different issues and an hour isn't enough time. Um, but so it's it's a little bit of like half and half. Most people um, do make follow-ups. Sometimes they make them a month after. Sometimes they make them six months, sometimes a year. You know, it kind of depends on the person and how much progress they're able to make on their own. And so when you're having a session with somebody, do you do it via Zoom Type, you know, like yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, it's FaceTime or Skype or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. And then do they need to, do they close their eyes? Do they lie down? Or is it more of a conversation? Do And also, do they need to be somewhat spiritual themselves? Um, they don't need to be spiritual at all. Um, it's definitely a conversation. Um, they don't 
do anything to prepare. You know, I just have their name and age and I go from there. So they don't have to do anything. Um, you know, I do send the report and painting um, usually a day or two ahead so that they can go over it and develop questions and, you know, see how they feel about it and, and all that kind of thing. Um, but no, it's very much a conversation. Um, some of the times what's in the report, I'm not sure what it means either. So it's really important that we talk about it together. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's for people that are in spirit or people that they know, or, or oftentimes it's stuff in their past. And I kind of get an indication, like, sometimes the information is louder than other times. And that's often my signal that this is a past situation that the guides are bringing up because it's still impacting them now. Um, or, but, and sometimes it's symbolic and, you know, sometimes it's like, they only give me a few words. And then I have to say to the client, like, you know, this is what I heard. What does this mean for you? And how can we, you know, um, work through this and, and get the messages so we can use them. So you're saying, so do you do the painting beforehand? Yeah, the report and the painting oh, are both. Okay, so, yes. so you have their name, <clears throat> you have a patient's name and age, mm -hmm. and then you just sit and you do your thing and you work with art and you channel the entities and the guides and all that. And then you do the meeting with this person and you explain what came to you with all right. of that. Right. Yeah. I send the report, I send the report and painting before we talk or meet or anything else. So they have like, I can't bullshit this. It's, it's there, um, which is important to me. Um, so, and then we get a ton more information when we talk too, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little weird or well, it's a lot. No, I, wow. I think that's even better. Actually. I thought you were doing it sort of at the same time no. um, as the, as you're talking and feeling and all that. Okay, so it's really just a conversation and it's like, hey, here's what you need to pay attention to. Here's what, why it's happening. Here's how you can help yourself. I mean, those kinds yeah, of and, things. Yeah, and people asking questions. You know, they have, I, I want them to do that. I want them to, to be clear and I want to know um, what's important to them to talk about. You know, I start, even though I send like four pages of information and stuff, I always start the session by saying, um, you know, is there anything that you want to make sure that we talk about today? Cause it's about them. Oh, that's a, that is incredible. That is, that is so incredible. Um, before I let you go, I want to ask you, you know, are, are, our guides, do you think that our guides are the same throughout our life or do you think they change or what's your, what's your, that's a really cool question. Feeling on that. I believe that I have had the same central ones from the beginning. When I first started talking to my intuition, I started by talking to God and God being our source, having nothing to do with religion, but just God being a loving source. And then the more I did that, the more I realized that I was kind of seeing in my head these same figures and getting the same voices. And I realized I had been hearing them from the time I was very young. So um, so I, I think that they can be added to you know, certainly my grandparents, when they were here, they were my guides and then they passed and they're, they're my guides now from there. So um, I tend to think that we can certainly add them at any mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think um, they've, you know, they stay with us. Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you have any parting thoughts to <clears throat> Lyme warriors and people out there that are, that are dealing with chronic illness? Can you, can you just 
give some parting words to them. One of the things I want to say is, I know it's scary and angry and been through a lot of people oftentimes, and you don't want to get your hopes up and crash down again. And, and that's all really, really normal. Um, try to keep up hope, you know, um, don't give up and you know, your body better than most doctors do. So if you're not getting diagnoses, if you're not getting help, um, look for other people, look for other alternatives. What I have learned is the way that I healed, which is my, my stories in my book. Um, I think we're all very different and every case of Lyme is different. Every case of chronic illness, no matter what it is, it's different. And so we can take a piece of everybody's story and try things out. And what worked for me isn't a hundred percent what's going to work for somebody else. And that's why sometimes I'll be on you know, a social media or something and people be like, how did you heal? And I'm like, it's social, emotional and spiritual. And it, I can give you tons of information, but you may have to make this your own too, you know, depending on what's available to you. Um, so don't give up and keep, keep looking and don't ever feel like you can't heal. You know, I don't believe it just goes into remission. I think I've seen it. Um, I've healed. Um, so try to love yourself as much as you can in the state that you're in. Um, and um, yeah, we can still be purposeful humans and love and be loved even if we aren't feeling well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so important. Um, <clears throat> you know, our, our sense of confidence certainly takes a toll throughout, throughout this whole thing. So I think it's important to see the light at the end of the tunnel and your words have just, I, I can already feel that they're already healing people out there. And to anyone who is open enough to listening to this, I would encourage you to get Katie Beecher's book, Heal From Within. And uh, Katie, tell us where else we can find you. So my website is the easiest. It's Katie Beecher, K-A-T-I-E-B-E-E-C-H-E-R, katiebeecher.com. Um, my social media is on there. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can get the book pretty much anywhere. It's available in all different media. It's, you can get it on audio. Um, a lot of people, if they get audio also get, you know, the book book, cause there's a lot of charts and all kinds of things in there. Um, but it's available everywhere. And, um, if you, you know, email me or write to me on, Instagram or Facebook, whatever, I'm more than happy to write back. And um, I really like hearing from people. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Everybody run out and get this book. I think, I think it would be really cool as well to hear it on audio as you read along and make notes and, and yeah. look at her charts and everything, because it's, it's just such an insight to why you're here and what you're dealing with. And it's a practical guide map. So I encourage everybody to read it and to give you a call and maybe, who knows, schedule a session with you. Thanks again, Katie. I really appreciate your time. Thank See you so you. much. Thank All you right. very much. Bye-bye.